We are the Multi Mission Ganders. Yeah, we got some more wrestling coming up. Yeah, wrestling. Oh wait, no, it's not. Oh, it's sports. You, you realize <laughs> these guys already knew what it was by clicking on the title, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got outlaws and gunslingers. Are I think got to be approaching ten six? or a little bit over ten? Ten of them? Like yeah, ten man, of them. Man. Like six. Let's run through them. Uh, Wild Bill, Bill, Dalton Gang, Dalton, Jesse, Jesse James, Doc Holiday. That's five. Um, Cimarron, New Mexico. Fucking other one. Um, no, that's Las it. Vegas, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Then we had um the other Seven. gang, the other gang, or Sam Bass. Why well, we did have Sam Bass? Then we had um. What did we have? Is that? Is that it? Either or. We're approaching 10, if we're not already at 10. This one might be the craziest one of all. Crazy! Out of everybody that we've done so far, this guy is by far the most fucking body count out of anybody. That includes gangs. Gang. So, yeah, all about John Wesley Harden. You have actually, if you've been with us for a while now, you've heard this. Name and guy and a little, a little tiny bit of his story on the John wild. Wesley Harden. Look at the guy. He just looks like a, a dapper little fellow. Yeah, but he looks like if you piss him off, he's got that look on his face. Oh, you know it. You, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah. Right. Once you guys fucking uh, see about what all this episode's about and what the kind of shit this guy did, you will see uh, what Dang is seeing as well. But you've heard his, a little bit of his story on the Wild Bill episode. Way back when, a couple months ago, on our very first one. It's all about him. He's a notorious outlaw and gunfighter. He was in trouble with the law at an early age. And you actually will be surprised uh, the end of his story. Okay. About how young he was when all his shit was going down. Well, he's named after the founder of the Methodist Church, John Wesley. James was born in 1853 near Bonham, Bonham, Texas. His father, James Gip Harden, was a Methodist preacher. Harden described okay. his mother, Mary Elizabeth Dixon, as a blonde, as blonde, highly cultured, while charity predominated her life. Preacher's, preacher's son, and uh, so he had a preacher's wife, preacher, and preacher's, preacher's wife. Son. You know, she was fucking uh, yeah. class of the fucking yeah. neighborhood and all that shit. You ain't kidding. His dad traveled Central Texas preaching and eventually settled in Sumter, Texas in 1859. Harden was a problem child right from the get going. Mm. In 1862, at the age of nine, he tried to run away. He said, I'm running away. I'm joining the Confederate Army. I don't like this. See, from the get-go, he... See, that's that's, that's what <clears throat> differs him from uh, old Doc Holiday from our last episode. Doc well, soaked Doc it all in. Doc at least waited until he was 18. Yeah. <laughs> Doc soaked it all in. This kid was just like, fuck this. He knew... That's what I like about him already. He was like, I don't like this shit. <laughs> I, I know you're my parents and all, but I'm out. I'm leaving. I'm out. Uh, in 1867, while attending the school... Uh, at, that his father founded. 
Harden was being teased by a student named Charles Slaughter. It was Charles. It's always Charles is fucking running their mouths. Right. Chuck, shut up, Chuck. <laughs> Make me. Make me a little hard on. <laughs> Jimmy Hardon. Uh, Jimmy Hardon. Whiskey. No, no, his name's John. Johnny. Johnny, Johnny Hardon. My name's John. What the fuck ever. Uh, he was accused. He accused Hardon of putting a graffiti on the schoolhouse wall that says something dirty about a female class like. Class late. Class late. Jenny's got a stinky pussy. <laughs> a female classmate. Uh, Jenny, Jenny's <laughs> pussy stinks. Stinks. I mean, what could you make fun of somebody back then? What they what don't what don't they have? She has fair skin or yeah. something, you know. Harden said, uh, no, it was you that did this, Charles. And Slaughter said, What? Motherfucker? He pulled out his knife, started going after him, but instead ended up being stabbed by Harden. Harden was like, uh uh-uh, boom, Harden stabbed his punk ass. He said, I almost killed you. Yeah, I almost killed you. <laughs> What the fuck you thinking, Charles? Uh, he got in trouble, but wasn't expelled from school. They're like, well, this was his, well, this was his dad's school. <laughs> well, you didn't kill him. <laughs> Luckily. Luckily. <laughs> At age 15, in November of 1868, James challenged one of his uncle's slaves, uh, Major Holhausen, to a wrestling match, which Harden won. On the next day, Harden claimed that the man confronted him, shouting and waving a stick. He said, you beat me. Right. Harden took out his revolver and shot him five times. He went to get help for him, but he ended up dying three days later. Well, in his autobiography, he wrote that his dad didn't believe he would get a fair trial, being that they lived in a Union-occupied state where a yeah. third of the police were former slaves. That's right. Probably, right? Yeah. That is right. Wow. Well, the police found out where Harden was hiding and sent three Union soldiers to arrest this man. He said, he's over there. I want you to go and get him and bring would, him back. Would Union soldiers have Southern accents? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think they would have those. I don't either. think so. They're Maybe o- they're over there. <laughs> uh, they're over there. Um, could you please? We live in the northern of the north, so <laughs> could you please like go bring those guys back up here? <laughs> we uh, live in the northern of the north. You can't do that. We do not. We do. Uh, <laughs> but we don't. <laughs> we, but we do. <laughs> oh, shit. Despite despite being told by his older brother, Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. He confronted his pursuers in his autobiography. He wrote, I waylaid them as I had no mercy on men whom I knew only wanted to get my body to torture and to kill. It was war to the knife for me. And I brought it on by opening the fight with a double-barreled <laughs> shotgun. Damn. And it ended with a cap and ball six-shooter. Thus, it was by the fall of 1868, I had killed four men. And I was myself wounded in the arm. End quote. By 1868, this motherfucker claims to have killed four men already. Mm. What year was he born? He was 15 years 1853, old. 1853, so yeah. 15 years old, got four men in his belt. Four men under his belt. <laughs> Hope he doesn't have him in the belt. But. <laughs> That'd be great. Doesn't have any more his what? belt. No wonder why. All those fans. Hey, yo. We're going to take you. Yeah. Oh, how do I know who it is? Well, he got four men in his belt. <laughs> you know. You'll see him. You'll see him. <laughs> well, with all that shit happening, he knew he couldn't return home, so he went to the Pisgah 
Pisgah area of Navarro County with an outlaw named Frank Pope. Frank Pope. Polk was on the run himself after killing a man named Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Oh, <laughs> damn. Like Tom Brady. Tom Brady left New England and went to Tampa Bay. He was like, I can't believe that motherfucker left. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. A soldier from Corsicana, <laughs> Texas, were after him. The soldiers caught up to them, and Polk was arrested, but hard and escaped. Ooh. While in Pisgah, he taught school, apparently. Fuck, jeez. Yeah, on the run outlaw. Now he's a school <laughs> he's teacher. Like, and he <laughs> claims while he was there, he shot a man's eye out to win a bottle of whiskey. Damn. Harden also claims that he and his cousin ran into a group of soldiers and they each shot and killed one, as no. well as Harden claiming he killed a black man in Leon County, oh, Texas. Jeez. This guy's just on a fucking murder spree. What? Is he like just fucking nuts? Wow. On the 5th of fucking January in 1870, he was playing cards in Tawash, Texas. Uh, uh, sorry, Towash. Towash. Uh, with a man named Benjamin Bradley. Benjamin Bradley. Harden was winning every single hand and it pissed off Bradley so much that... He said if he won again, he would cut his fucking liver out. Oh, shit. And fucking Harden's like, holy shit. Oh, geez, right? dude, it's, just, it's just a car game. Man, oh. Well, Bradley then drew a knife and a six-shooter. <laughs> oh. I got a knife in one hand and a gun in the other. Which one do you want? But Harden was unarmed, so he was like, fuck you. I don't want neither. Uh, <laughs> you can have it. I'm gone. <laughs> and later that night, Bradley came looking for him. And when he saw Harden, he fired a shot. That missed him, though, and Harden drew his two pistols and shot Bradley once in the fucking head and in the chest. He was like, damn, motherfucker, I told you I left. Fuck. I left. I tried to fucking defuse the argument, and now look what you've done. You come here and look at this shit, you dumb son of a bitch. Uh, A good number of people witnessed this, so we know from this incident that Harden had holsters sewn into his vest with the butts of the pistols pointed inwards towards his chest. Nice. He crossed his arms to draw, and and this was the fastest way to draw. He was like, this is it, right here, boom. And it was right. Uh, and he practiced it every day. Around this time, he also killed two other men in Hill County. <laughs> that's just a side yeah. note. <laughs> you know, he also killed two men in uh, yeah, Hill that's... County. Damn. <laughs> Get it? After killing Bradley, a posse of 15 men came after him, and he claims he captured two of them, stole their shotgun, two six-shooters, a rifle, and two Derringers, and then sent them back to the posse and told them to wait for him. He said, later, he said, I reckon they are still waiting for me yet. <laughs> on a la- on uh, Later that month, on the 20th, he was in Limestone County and killed a man Holy after shit. an argument at the circus. <laughs> Jeez. Well, those, are, those elephants suck. No, they don't. <laughs> Ooh, you dumbass. Less than a month after this incident, Harden was accompanying a prostitute home when her pimp confronted him and demanded money. Harden threw the money on the ground and shot the pimp when he reached down to pick it up. Okay. This dude just killing everybody left and right. He don't give a fuck. All right. Well, fucking, let's go forward to January of 1871, and Harden is arrested for murder of a Waco City Marshal, uh, Laban, Laban John Hoffman. Uh, but he denied doing it. He was like, I didn't do that shit. I admit all those 20 fucking others in the past, but I didn't do this one. Uh, he was placed in a log jail. We'll put you in a log jail, and we'll give you a saw. <laughs> in the city of Marshall to await transfer to Waco. While there, he bought a revolver from another prisoner. <laughs> I fought at the fucking... <laughs> Hey, you got a gun? Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, damn, you're lucky. You're in luck. <laughs> I sure do. I didn't know what to do with it. I'll sell it to you for your fucking cornbread. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Texas State Policeman Edward Stakes and Jim Smalley were assigned to escort him back to Waco. When they stopped to make up uh, camp along the way, 
Stakes had to go find some food. And he was like, hey, the horse is hungry. I'm going to go find some food for the horse. And he was like, Harden, are you stay here with Smalley? And Smalley was like, I got him fucking uh, Stakes. You go get that shit. <laughs> Stakes and, <Stakes> and Smalley. <laughs> Harden claims that Smalley started beating him with the butt of his pistol. He was like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> like holy shit. I was like, fucking holy man. Where's the CCTV on that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he fake cried and huddled like a pony. <laughs> no. He didn't huddle like a pony. <laughs> I don't know how ponies huddle. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. <laughs> he, he didn't huddle like a pony. He huddled by a pony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, this is fucking crazy. He huddled by a pony. Yeah, he huddled by a pony. While huddled, <laughs> he took out a gun that he bought and killed Smalley and took his horse to escape. He then claimed that he was arrested by three men named Smith, Jones, and Davis, but he shot and killed all three while they're drunk and careless and escaped again. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. This guy's on a murder rampage. <laughs> like, what the fuck? After the killings of the three men, he hit out with his cousins who were living in Gonzales. Uh, they told him he could make a little money cattle driving in Kansas, hoping that uh, being out of state for a while would lose his pursuers. He went rustling a cattle with his cousins for Jake Johnson and Columbus Carroll. All right. Well, in February, while the herd was being collected, collected for a drive to Kansas, a freed man, a.k.a. not a slave no more, named Bob King, tried to cut a beef cow Uh-oh. out of the herd. Hardin told the man to stop, but he didn't listen, so he busted him over the head with his pistol. Oh, yeah. That same month, he wounded three Mexican men while playing cards, hitting one over the head with his gun, shooting one in the arm, and shooting the third in the lung. Jeez. (laughs) This dude. This This son of a bitch. shit. This son of a bitch. (laughs) Son of a bitch. He just doesn't stop. Anyway, uh, while driving cattle on the Chisholm Trail to uh, Abilene, Kansas. (laughs) (laughs) Damn sprinklers, <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, the Abilene, Kansas, in the summer of 1871, well, is thought to have fought Mexican vaqueros. <laughs> vaqueros? Vaqueros and cattle rustlers. Uh, so he was just fucking just antagonizing everybody. It's fucking it doesn't crazy. Matter, it doesn't matter. No matter who you are. It's not discriminating. What you did. It's as not discriminating. As long as you let me fucking haggle you. Who you are, where you're from, as long as you let me haggle you. Towards the end of the drive, a Mexican herd crowded in behind Hardin's, and there was some trouble keeping the two herds apart. They're like, damn, dude, we got these Mexican fucking cows and this shit. <laughs> They're all speaking Spanish to the other cows and fucking throwing them can't this shit. Jeez. <laughs> uh, uh, Hardin exchanged words with the man in charge of the other herd. Both men were on horseback. The Mexican fired his gun. <laughs> He was like, oh, man, this dude's even crazier than Harden. He just talked to me. (laughs) (laughs) The Mexican fired his gun at Harden, putting a hole through Harden's hat. Oh, Oh, shit. shit. Uh, Harden found that his own weapon, a worn-out cap and ball pistol with a loose cylinder, would not fire. Uh He was like, this motherfucker is a piece of shit. He dismounted and managed to discharge the gun by steadying the cylinder with one hand and pulling the trigger with the other. He hit the Mexican in his thigh. A truce was declared, and both parties went to the same <laughs> The Mexican guy, he's like, oh, he's oh, like, no. <laughs> no, 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 you're no. getting it all wrong, I'm sorry. Like, he homes it, no, he, man. 
Hey man, I was in fucking, right, man. I'm just fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him his hat. <laughs> yeah. Here's his hat. Sorry for the holy. <laughs> what was that like a Canadian Mexican? <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, they went their separate ways. However, Hardin borrowed a pistol from a friend and went looking for the Mexican. He was like, fuck that shit. Give me something that works. This time, he fatally, fatally shot this motherfucker right through the head. Yes, he did. He's yeah. like, you remember me? You don't fucking shoot at me, you piece yep. of shit. Yeah. A firefight a firefight between the rival camps ensued. Hardin claimed six vaqueros died in the exchange. He's like, I killed about six of them bitches. Five of them were probably shot by him. <laughs> 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 he lied. This motherfucker's lying to people. He didn't say. He all he said was that six died. He lied. All he, he didn't say he killed six. He said six died. Five of them by him. <laughs> well, Hardin also claimed to have killed two Indians Damn. in separate gunfights on the same cattle drive. The first instance was when an Indian tried to shoot an arrow at him on the South Canadian River. Hardin shot him and then had the body buried to avoid retribution from the man's tribe. Mm-hmm. The, the second incident at Bluff Creek, Kansas, occurred when Indians wanted to collect a tax on the cattle. Hardin oh. hit an Indian over the head, who he claimed had stolen. <laughs> he loves fucking pistol. Who he claims had stolen a silver bride, brittle bridle from him. Brittle. He then forced a war party to flee after he shot a second Indian who had killed a beef cow. Holy oh, shit. Well, when he got to Abilene, he and a friend named Payne. No, that's my buddy Payne. That's my buddy Payne. Uh, got into a fight with an unnamed man who was an anti-Texan. He's like, like fuck you, Texans. Texans. Fuck that. I don't like you, Texans. <laughs> uh, Payne was wounded in the arm and Harden shot the man in the mouth. <laughs> he was like, fuck don't you. Don't you talk bad about a Texas boy. He then fled the Cottonwood Trail. He's like, I'm going to the Cottonwood Trail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. On July 4th, 1871, a man named William Coran, Coran was killed on the trail 40 miles south of Abilene uh, by a Mexican who fled south. The Mexican was killed by two cowboys in Sumner County, Kansas, and Hardin admitted to being involved in the killing. This dude, every paragraph we read, he kills somebody. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, back in Abilene, Hardin had his first encounter with the old infamous Wild Bill Hickok. Mm. He was acquainted with the owners of the Bulls Head Tavern, Ben Thompson and Phil Coe. Uh, you guys heard this story a little bit on uh, Wild Bill's show. When they painted yes. a bull with a penis on the side of their building, residents started complaining to Wild Bill. Well, uh, they refused his request to remove it, so he did it himself. Thompson uh, tried to hype up Harden by saying, He's a damn Yankee, picks on rebels, especially Texans to kill. Harden, going under the name Wesley Clemens at the time, respected Bill and told Thompson... Well, Bill needs killing. Why don't you? Why don't you just kill him yourself? Mm. So this guy had some sort of something then. Who? This fucking Wesley Harden. Harden. He's got some sort of well, something. I'll describe that all right here in this paragraph. Well, later on that <laughs> night, while Bill confronted Harden and he told him he couldn't have his pistols on on him in town. He said, "I'm gonna need those pistols, boy." He's like, "You're gonna have to get them over. You can get them back when you're done." Other than that, you can go have fun and all that good shit. Fucking get some horrors, drink some beer, you know. Rent a room. Hardin reached down, got his guns from the holster, and handed them to Bill. Butts forward. When Bill went to grab them, Hardin rolled them over in his hands, and suddenly Bill was staring down the barrels. He was like, oh, shit. Both men backed down, and nothing came of it. This whole time Hardin was in town, Bill had no knowledge that he was a wounded man. And he told Hardin to avoid causing trouble Well, in Abilene. He was like, just don't cause no trouble. Keep your guns. Damn, so Bill let him keep his guns? No. 
He gave him the bell. They would meet up again on the cattle drive in August of 1871. When they got back in town, Bill allowed Hardin to carry his guns into town, which he never allowed anyone to do. Uh, Hardin was fascinated by Bill and loved being seen as friends with this guy. Such a celebrated gunfighter he was. <laughs> Hardin claims that when he, when uh, his cousin was jailed in July of 1871, Hickok arranged for his escape. They were buddies, man. Right. Fucking buddies. Buddies. Fucking Hardin was like, dude, people see me around town with fucking Wild Bill. Fuck yeah. This is great. Good. I can, do, I can shoot whoever I want. <laughs> well, on August, speaking of shooting, oh, no. on August 6th, oh, no. you did hear a little bit about this story as well in the Wild Bill podcast. Wild, Wild Bill. Um, on August Wild, 6th, Wild 1871, Hardin, his cousin Gil, and a friend named Charles checked in at the American House Hotel after a night of gambling. All three men had been drinking heavily, obviously, and sometime right. during the night, Hardin was woke up by loud snoring coming Ooh. from Charles's room. Well, he Ooh. shouted several times for the man to roll over, damn it! Oh, just fucking roll over! Son of a You're bitch. laying on your back! What if you throw up? You'll fucking choke yourself. Right, right. Well, pissed off that he was still snoring, he fired several shots through the wall to wake him up. Charles was hit in the head by the second bullet and killed instantly. Oh, no. He didn't mean to kill Charles, but still violated an ordinance of firing guns in the city, so... He was half-dressed, still drunk, and him and his cousin climbed out the window onto the roof. We saw Bill arrive with four policemen and later wrote, If Wild Bill found me in, de- in this defenseless condition, he would take no explanation, but would kill me to add to his reputation. Wow. So he was scared of Wild Bill, sure too. Sure the fuck was. Hardin jumped off the roof and hid in a haystack for the rest of the night. In the morning, he stole a horse and rode to a cow camp 35 miles away. He's like, I got the fuck out of here. While there, he ambushed the lawman and two other deputies there. It was good, wasn't it? Uh, so he's like, while Bill's looking after me, I'm going to kill this law guy <laughs> and these other two deputies. Deputies. <laughs> he didn't kill them. No, he didn't. He didn't. He just made them remove all their clothes and walk back to Abilene. He's like, you go back there and tell them that... Uh, it was me. It, it was, was me, Austin. It was me. The next day, Hardin left for Texas and never returned to Abilene again. Yeah, of course he didn't. Uh, and Wild Bill would leave north. Sad. Yeah, he would. Uh, the local newspaper reported that a man was killed in his bed at a hotel in Abilene Monday night by a desperado called Arkansas. The murderer escaped. This was his sixth murder. Well, <laughs> well years later, Hardin would say... Uh, uh, they say I killed six or seven men just for snoring. Well, it ain't true. I only killed one man for snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Way to set the record straight, buddy. <laughs> well, following his escape, Hardin claimed to be involved in the following gunfights. Ooh. October 1871, Hardin was involved in a gunfight with two Texas special policemen, Private Green Paramore and John Lackey, during which Paramore was killed and Lackey wounded. Mm. Well, a Negro posse from Austin, Texas, came after him for killing Paramore, but said they returned sadder and wiser after he ambushed and killed three of them. Damn. About 45 miles outside of Corpus Christi, after he was followed by two Mexicans, he shot one off his horse while the other one quit the fight. Damn right. On June 9, 1872, Hardin was involved in a gunfight in Willis, Texas. And on July 26, 1872, Hardin wounded Texas State Policeman Sonny Spates in the arm with a derringer in uh, Hemphill, Hemphill, Texas. This motherfucker doesn't matter where he goes. Literally every place he stops, his um, gun fucking fires. Everywhere. Well, later on in 1872, Hardin was around Gonzales County, 
About this time, he married Jane Bowen and started hanging out with her brother, Robert Bowen. Oh, shit. Who was a cattle rustler. Mm-mm. So it's a couple cowboys out in the field, fucking rustling cattle. Chewing on some straw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he also reconnected with his cousins who allied with the Taylors, a local family who are in a feud with another local family, the Sutton. No shit. Damn, so we got some feud going on. So, so you know, it's like he's been on the road again because of a little tension here in town. <laughs> yeah. Couple fist fights at the bar here and there. Well, well, on August seventh, fist fight with bullets. <laughs> well, on August seventh, eighteen seventy-two, he was wounded by a shotgun blast by a man named Phil Sublet for beating him in poker. You it's beat like, me in poker. Damn it! You just beat me in poker. Boom! <laughs> Two pellets penetrated Harden's kidney, and he almost fucking died. The doctor was like, "I don't know if I can save him." Oh wait, I can. And they're like, "Woo! You almost died there, John." <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While recuperating from his wounds, Harden decided that he wanted to settle down. He said, I'm done with this. Yeah, it's fucking done. Uh, he surrendered to Sheriff Reagan mm. uh, of Cherokee County, Texas. He was wounded in the right knee by an accidental gunshot from a nervous deputy. He was like, this guy surrendered. <laughs> 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 oh, Harden made a sick bed surrender to authorities, handing over his guns to Sheriff Reagan and asking to be tried for his past crimes mm. in order to be, in order to clear the slate. However, when Harden learned of how many murders Reagan was going to charge him with, he changed his mind. He said, well, in that case, never mind. <laughs> He's like, you know what that's about? 85, 87? What was it up to there, Charles? Well, a relative oh, smuggled a hacksaw to Harden who escaped after cutting through the bars of a prison window. In November 1872, Harden escaped from the Gonzales County, Texas jail. Despite a guard of six men, a $100 reward was offered for his arrest. That's it? Just $100? Yeah, that's not very much. Well, on the 15th of May in 1873, Jim Cox and Jake Christmas uh, Jake there you go. were killed by, uh, by the Taylor faction at Tumlinson Creek. Tumlinson Creek. And like we killed this Jake Cox and Jim fucking Christman. Well, it's actually Jim Cox and Jake Christman <laughs> over there at Tumlinson Creek. <laughs> Harvin, having been uh, recovering from the injury sustained in Sublet's attack, admitted that there were reports that he had led the fights in which these men were killed, but would neither confirm nor deny his involvement. Hey, he's like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but as I have never pleaded to that case, I will at this time have little to say. Mm, I either did or I mm. didn't. Mm. Well, Hardin's main notoriety in the Sutton-Taylor feud came from his part in the killing of two lawmen known to be Sutton family allies. In Curo, Texas, on May 17, 1873, Hardin killed DeWitt County Deputy Sheriff J.B. Morgan, who served under County Sheriff Jack Helm who was a former cap, former captain in the Texas State Police and leader of the Sutton Force at the time. Uh, later that day, Hardin killed Helm in the town square of Albuquerque. Damn. Damn. On the run again in June 1873, Hardin assisted in the escape of his brother-in-law, Joshua Bowen, from the Gonzales County, Texas jail, where he was imprisoned on an 1872 murder charge. Allegedly, Hardin was also involved in the killing of Thomas Holderman. Holy shit. No, uh, well... Uh, the Sutton-Taylor feud intensified when Jim and Bill Taylor gunned down Billy Sutton and Gabrielle Slaughter as they waited on a steamboat platform in Indianola, Texas. Indianola. Indianola. On the 11th of March in 1874. Tired of the feud and the two were planning to leave the area for good. Right, like, this is it. This is this. it, fucking game. We're, we're going to kill these guys and we're done. 
No. No, yeah, they killed him. No. Billy and Gabe were fucking waiting for the steamboat to get the hell out of there because they were sick of the fighting. Right. They're like, let's get the fuck out of here. Well, Harden admitted that. Well, he, guess what? Harden's like, and no. Harden said that uh, he and his brother Joseph had been involved along with both Taylors in the killings. He's like, mm-hmm. yep. Those motherfuckers had to go. We did it. After a brief visit to Florida, they're like, we went to Florida briefly. <laughs> he claimed to have been involved in three incidents against Negros, including a lynching. Uh, where Hardin met with his wife, Jane, and their young daughter, with whom he had relocated under the assumed name Swain. So he fucking lynched some Negroes. <laughs> and then his daughter and, and wife, wife came. He's like, hey, her yeah, name's, this her name's Swain now. I just cleaned this place up. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get it? Well, <laughs> I just had to clean up a few things. <laughs> Hardin then met up with his gang, on the 26th of May in 1874. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a, a Comanche saloon to celebrate his 21st birthday. Holy shit. <laughs> this motherfucker. That's what is, I was telling you guys earlier. This motherfucker. When we come to the end. 21st. Towards the end of the story, you will see by all this shit with fucking what his age was. This guy is a baby. 20. 20, not even 21 yet. Wow. Hardest spotted Brown County Deputy Sheriff Charles Webb entering the premises. He asked Webb if he had to come to arrest him. And uh, he was like, dude, did you come to get me? And uh, when Webb replied, no, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Hardest invited him into the hotel for a drink. It was like, fuck it. Come get a drink. drink, baby. I'm 21. As Webb followed inside, Hardin claimed he drew his gun. One of Hardin's men yelled out a warning. In an ensuing gunfight, Webb was shot dead. Damn, that's fucked up. Lawman just come in, just gonna shoot his dead. Shoot his dead. Harden claimed Webb drew his gun. Right. It was reported at the time that Webb was shot, and as he pulled, as he was pulling his uh, out an arrest warrant for one of Harden's group. Oh, it wasn't for Harden at all. Mm-hmm. It was for a group member. Two of Harden's accomplices in the shootings were cousin Bud Dixon and Jim Taylor. Mm. Damn. So this motherfucker was like, "No, nah, I ain't coming to arrest you, but but, but Mr. Dixon." Time to go. <laughs> the death of the popular <clears throat> web resulted in the quick formation of a lynch mob. Hardin's parents and wife were taken into protective custody while his brother Joe and two cousins' brothers... Damn. <laughs> <laughs> cousins' brothers. Damn. Cousin while, brothers. While his brother Joe and two cousins, <laughs> who were brothers Bud and Tom Dixon, were arrested on outstanding warrants. A group of local men broke into the jail in July of 1874 and hanged Joe, Bud, and Tom. Damn. After this, Hardin and Jim Taylor parted ways for good. He said, you got my cousins killed, man. He's like, right. Hardin would claim that he twice drove away men connected to the feud who had come after him, killing a man in each encounter. On November 18, 1875, the leader of the Suttons, ex-Kiro, Texas Town Marshal Reuben Brown, was shot and killed by five men in Cairo. Damn. Along with a Negro named Tom Freeman, another Negro was wounded. Oh, shit. In his autobiography, Hardin made only two references to Brown. That Rube Brown had arrested William Taylor before sending him to Galveston for trial, and that Brown had been among the leaders of the Sutton Posse. It is not known if Hardin was directly or indirectly involved in the killing of Reuben Brown, and as he makes no further mention of the incident in his life story. Right. Damn. So, Maybe he was ashamed of killing him that, or he just didn't say that he killed him. This shit should be a fucking movie. Oh, I'm sure. Well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) In January 20th, 1875, the Texas legislator authorized Governor Richard B. Hubbard. All right, Governor Hubbard. To offer a $4,000 reward for Hardin's arrest. He's like, we must get this man off our trails. (laughs) 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 
and under trails as in like actual trails or trails as in like following me no trails like roads streets yeah i get it no have a beer no (laughs) an undercover texas ranger named jack duncan intercepted a letter sent to hardin's father-in-law by his brother-in-law joshua robert brown bowen jeez the letter mentioned that hurt Hardin that Hardin was hiding out on the Alabama Florida borderline. Damn, <laughs> what? Isn't that Georgia Florida or something? Florida Georgia. Damn, damn. This this was the first band, the Alabama Florida border, using the name James W. Swain in his autobiography. <laughs> Hardin admitted that he had adopted this Elias. From Branham, Texas. What? what did you just say? Alias. This is the second. I believe this is like the eighth time we've had to cover this. Alias. <laughs> Elias. <laughs> I walk with Elias. <laughs> next time this is gonna. Next time that word comes up, and I know you're gonna read it, I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna pronunciate it for you. I'm just gonna say Alias. <laughs> and I'll still say Elias. <laughs> No, because it'll literally be A space <laughs> Lee space us. Alias. 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 We adopted this alias from Brenham, Texas, town marshal Henry Swain, Ooh. who had married a cousin of Hardin's named Molly Parks. In March of 1876, Hardin wounded a man in Florida who had tried to medit- uh, mediate a quarrel between him and another man. He's like, You're trying to tell me I can't fight this man? <laughs> Boom! How dare you try to shoot you in your dare you, How dare you try to commit peace to this place, mister? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? In, <laughs> in November of 1876, Hardin was arrested briefly for having. <laughs> he was arrested for about three seconds for having uh, marked cards in the mobile Alabama. Oh, what a damn. damn. He was wow, arrested look- briefly, though. <laughs> I don't like gambling like Mark cards. Uh, two former. We, sorry, sir. We just have to put your handcuffs for about five minutes. <laughs> got to take your cards. Another than that, and we're gonna let you go, and you can be on your way. But we do have. Well, to this is still going down in my record. Yeah, you, it'll you, go down as briefly though. You were, <laughs> you were briefly arrested. Complifely. <laughs> uh, two former slaves of his father's, uh, Jake Menzel and Robert Borup. Tried to capture Hardin in Gainesville, Florida, in mid 1877. Hardin killed. Jeez. Hardin said, "No, killed one and blinded the other one. I'm gonna kill you and gouge what? out your eyes." <laughs> what did he do to blind him though? It doesn't even say. <laughs> he gouged out his eyes. <laughs> he, threw, he threw dirt in his eyes or acid. Yeah, I'm blinded. That's what I wanted. <laughs> get the fuck out of here and tell the rest. Right. <laughs> On August 24th. Oh, jeez. I guess picture him like pointing him off his property. No, the other way. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Keep going straight, no, damn it! No, not that way, you son of a bitch. No, <laughs> Just put him on the horse. Let him go. Slap his ass and let him ride. <laughs> on the twenty fourth of August, eighteen seventy seven, Rangers and a local authority confronted Hardin on a train in Pensacola, Florida. He was like, "Hey, are you Hardin?" He was like, "I sure am." <laughs> he, but uh, Hardin attempted to draw a forty-four Colt cap and ball pistol, but got it caught up in the suspenders. Oh, what a moron! The officers knocked Hardin unconscious. They arrested two. Oh, knocked his ass unconscious. <laughs> they knocked him unconscious. <laughs> the har- officers, the har- officers, 
The officers knocked Harden unconscious. They arrested two of his companions, and Ranger John B. Armstrong killed a Ranger third. Ranger Armstrong. <laughs> killed a third man named Man. <laughs> who, who is that? Killed a man named Man who had a pistol in his hand. I killed that man. <laughs> a man named Man who had a pistol in his hand. They arrested two of his companions, and Ranger John B. Armstrong killed a third. A man named Man who had a pistol in his hand. <laughs> Harden claimed that he was captured while smoking his pipe, and Duncan only found Harden's pistol under his shirt after his arrest. He's like, I didn't try to, I didn't try to pull it out, and it got stuck. Nuh-uh. They found it after they arrested and they me. Sure did. Well, Harden was tried for Webb's killing, and on June fifth, eighteen seventy eight, was sentenced to serve twenty five years in Huntsville Prison. Wow, they weren't just going to kill him. Nope. In eighteen seventy nine, Harden and fifty other convicts were stopped within hours of successfully tunneling into the prison armory. Mm. Damn. Harden made several attempts to escape during his prison term on fourteen. Well, during his prison term on February 14, 1892, he was convicted of another manslaughter charge for the earlier shooting of J.B. Morgan. Oh, jeez. And then given a two-year sentence to be served concurrently with his unexpired 25-year sentence. Oh, wow. Hardin eventually adopted a prison life. While there, he read theological books, becoming the superintendent of the prison Sunday school, and studied law. He was plagued by recurring poor health, especially when the wound he had received from sublet when he got shot with a shotgun. Man, it's still there? It became reinfected in 1883, causing him to be bedridden for almost two years. In 1892, Hardin was described as 5'9", 160 pounds, with a fair complexion, hazel eyes, dark hair, and wound scars on his right knee, left thigh, right side, hip, elbow, shoulder, and back. Jeez. During Hardin's stay in prison, his first wife, Jane, died on November 6, 1892. Man, that's young. He would only have been like 30-something. Yeah. Well, in prison, he wrote an autobiography. He was well-known for wildly exaggerating or completely making up stories about his life. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of the story says he claimed, he uh, claimed, okay. he claimed credit for many murders that cannot be corroborated. Uh, Hardin wrote that uh, he was first exposed to violence in 1861 when he saw a man named Turner Evans stabbed by uh, John Ruff. Evans died of his injuries and Ruff was jailed. Hardin wrote, readers, you see what drinking passion will do? If you wish to be successful in life, be temperate and control your passions. If you don't, ruin and death as the result. Mm, only he knows that. Yeah. Well, Hardin was released from prison on February 17, 1894. Having served 17 years of his 25-year sentence, he was 40 years old. And still only 40. So well, I mean, old then, then though. All right. Uh, when he returned to Gonzales, Texas, he went right back to the fucking source. <laughs> well, he was a free man. He paid his dues. Yeah. Uh, later that year, on the 16th of March, Harden was uh, pardoned. Even and, better. Well, it was like, you know what? Fuck it. Never happened, bud. <laughs> on July 21st, he passed the state's bar examination, obtained his license to practice law. This motherfucker's like, a lawyer now. I changed. I want to be a lawyer. I'm, I'm doing good. And he's like, all, right I, be- all right. I believe you. I believe you, Harden. According to a newspaper article in 1900, shortly after being released from prison, Hardin committed negligent homicide. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? It's negligent homicide. That's, what I said. So that's not bad. Negligent. Yeah. That's not bad. When he I made mean... a, a $5 bet that he could, at the first shot, knock a Mexican man off the soapbox on which he was sunning himself, so, winning the bet, leaving the man dead from the fall and not the gunshot. The dude was up on a soapbox preaching about some shit, and he shot the soapbox, and fucking the guy yeah. toppled over and broke his neck or some shit. He's still responsible for his death. Oh, right. He was negligent homicide, yeah. 
Well, on the night that... You were pretty negligent in killing this man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> on the night of January of 1895, Harden married a 50... 15- oh, my gosh. And he's a pedophile? It was accepted. It was never accepted. Side of the times, man. Harden married a 15-year-old girl named Callie Lewis. The marriage ended quickly, although it was never legally dissolved. Afterward, Harden moved to El Paso, Texas. He's like, I'm out. Old El Paso in 1880, man. Like, I'm out. It's a hell of a city in 1880. Right. It looked nice. On El Paso lawman, John Selman Jr. arrested Hardin's acquaintance and part-time prostitute, the widow, Morose, for brandishing a gun in public. Hardin com- confronted Selman, and the two men argued. Some accounts state that Hardin pistol-whipped the younger man. No, of course. Dude's still in his pistol-whip yeah. days. Didn't fucking uh, <laughs> stop that, did he? Selman's 56-year-old father, Constable John Selman Sr., who himself was a notorious gunman and former outlaw, approached Hardin on the afternoon of August 19, 1895. The two men exchanged heated words. Well, that night, Hardin went to the Acme Saloon, where he began playing dice. Shortly before midnight, Mr. Selman Sr. entered the saloon, walked up to Hardin, shot him in the back of the head, killing him instantly. Oh, as Hardin lay on the floor, Selman fired three more shots into him. Selman Sr. was arrested for murder and stood trial. He claimed self-defense, stating that he witnessed Hardin attempting to draw his pistol upon seeing him enter the saloon, and a hung jury resulted in his uh, being released on bond pending retrial. Uh. However, before the retrial could be organized, Selman was killed in a shootout with U.S. Marshal George Scarborough on April 6, 1896. They were arguing about a fucking card game. All right. Hardin was buried the following day in Concordia Cemetery in El Paso. Mm. Is it one of the bullet wounds? Crazy. So I bet you that shot came right out of right his there. eye right there. Or Some he good, shot him in the eye. Good makeup work there. Oh, jeez. Crazy. A century later, on August 27, 1995, there was a confrontation between two groups at the site of Hardin's... Muscoozy, <coughs> 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 Muscoozy. At the site of Hardin's grave... One group represented several of Hardin's great-grandchildren sought to relocate his body to Nixon, Texas to be interned next to the grave of his first wife, Jane. The other group, consisting of locals from El Paso, sought to prevent the move. At the cemetery, the group representing Hardin's descendants presented a disturment permit for the body. It's like, we got this disturment permit. (laughs) 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 We we got it. (laughs) We got it. Well, the well the El Pasoans, El Pasoans, El Pasoans, El Pasoans, well the El Pasoans presented a court order prohibiting us. Well, we got this. Well, we, we we got prohibited. We got this. We got, we got, got prohibited. So you are permitted is no northern love vetted. Did it? Both sides accused the other parties of seeking the tourist revenue generate. By the location of the body. Right? I don't think El Paso needs... You want money. No, you want money. But I don't think El Paso needs uh, tourist money. El Paso is pretty populated, you know? Right. A subsequent letter lawsuit... A subsequent lawsuit (laughs) ruled in favor of keeping the body in a... Of course it did. Hardin's crimes and murders were all committed before the age of 23 Mm. when he was sentenced to prison. He claimed to have killed 42 men, but newspaper accounts can only confirm 27. Only. Only confirm 27. Only. <laughs> well, we only got 27. Well, we only confirm oh. 27. He was a liar. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he was just a nice, soft man. 
Hardin's life events, real or exaggerated, made him a legend of the Old West and an icon of American folklore. 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 His uh, autobiography (laughs) was published posthumously posthumously in 1925 by Bandera publisher, historian, and journalist J. Marvin Hunter, Mm. founder of Frontier Times Magazine and the Frontier Times Museum. Nice. Uh, well, Hardin's weapons of choice, as several of his personal effects, have been well documented and auctioned to private collectors. So, like, we got all this shit Hardin had, guys. All this shit. You guys want to buy it? <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, court record. <laughs> They're like, no. Well, it would be cooler if you did. <laughs> Uh, if you guys don't know what that's from, fuck you. Uh, court records show that John Wesley Harden carried a Colt Lightning revolver at the time of his death. He also carried an Elgin watch when he was shot and killed. I'm assuming it's like the that right. era's Rolex. All right. The revolver and the watch had been presented to Harden in appreciation for his legal efforts on behalf of Jim Miller at Miller's trial for the killings of ex-Sheriff George Bud Frazier. The Colt. With is a thirty-eight caliber is nickel plated with blued hammer, a trigger and screws. So blued hammer, trigger and trues, trues, shrews, screws. Everything was blue. Be cool. Oh, just a hammer, trigger and screws. Yeah. Clearly, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it features mother of pearl grips. Everybody mm-hmm. knows the mother of pearl. Fucking nice. And the back strap is hand graved. J B M two J W H. Okay. This gun and its holster were once sold at auction for $168,000. Holy shit. Another Colt revolver known as a forty-one caliber Thunderer, which was owned by Hardin and used by him to rob the Gem Saloon. Oh, he robbed the Gem Saloon? In, 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 I think it was a different one. He was uh, never in Deadwood. Uh, was sold at the same auction for $100,000. Fucking crazy, dude. Damn. Won 2002 in an auction house in San Francisco, California. Auctioned three lots of John Wesley Harden's personal effects. One lot containing a deck of his playing cards. It's like, we got a deck of his playing cards. We have some business cards and a contemporary newspaper account of his death. They're like, I'll give you $15,250. Like, sold! That's, I mean... And then the bullet that killed Harden sold for $80,000. Damn. $80,000. Oh, somebody's got the bullet in their fucking collection that yeah. killed, killed Harden. Harden. Still today. Still today, yeah. Where is that at? It passed down somebody. It was in 2002, so Damn. only 18 years ago. Damn. As usual, Harden is portrayed on film and television as well in music. Harden has been portrayed on film by John Denner in the 1951 film Texas Rangers. Rock Hudson in the 1953 film The Lawless Breed. Jack Elam in the 1970 film Dirty Dingus McGee. Uh, Max Perlich in the 1994 film Maverick. Maver- I'm going to have to watch Maverick again then. Uh, that's Mel Gibson, right? Uh, maybe. I think so. John Wayne's character in The Shootist is loosely based on Harden. Randy Quaid played Harden in the 1995 miniseries Streets of Laredo. Randy Quaid did? Yeah, <laughs> Randy funny. Quaid. In 1998, in a 1998 episode of Antiques Roadshow, a previously unknown and rare photograph of John was appraised at thirty to fifty thousand dollars. Nice. Damn. Country music singer Johnny Cash wrote and recorded a song about Harden entitled "Harden Wouldn't Run," 
released on his 1965 album, Johnny Cash Sings the Ballads of the True West. Nice. It relates some of the true stories of Hardin's life, including his death at the Acme Saloon. Prior to this, Cash portrayed Hardin in the spoken word introduction to Slow Rider, a track on his 1960 theme album, Ride, Ride This Train. Ride This Train. Folk rocker Bob Dylan named mm. his 1967 album John Wesley Harding mm. with a G after the outlaw, although the name was spelled differently. The title track depicts Hardin as a friend to the poor who was never known to hurt an honest man. Okay. And as usual, there's uh, more information. Go to Wikipedia, and it's literally got Get a rundown it. of Get it. every single run-in with the law and every single supposed account by him of uh, his 47 murders or whatever, the f- or 42, I think it was, murders. So you can go there and check that out, legendsofamerica.com, to learn more about that, too. That was fucking John Wesley Harden, man. John Wesley Harden, man. Probably the fucking... The most outrageous and, outrageous. and craziest dude we've ever And we still don't so know far. anything about him. We've really not, right? Nothing. We don't know what he did in between no, then and no. nothing. It we just nothing know it was killing. Murder! It was murder! murder. The whole murder. time it was moida! <laughs> Every single second. You can skip. Literally, guys, you can go. I will, and somebody will try die. This. this is not even edited yet, so you can try this. But every 30 seconds... Besides the first introduction of when he was born, every thirty seconds after that, somebody's dying. And if you listen for ten seconds, somebody's getting fucking somebody's shot getting by shot. this motherfucker. Somebody's getting hurt. Somebody's getting head butted with the pistol. Somebody's getting pistol whipped. Somebody's oh getting my. fucking uh, something. Not stop. Somebody's gonna hurt someone before the night is through. Yeah, guys, that could be the most entertaining and best fucking outlaws and gunslingers that we've done. And I said that last week for. Uh, Doc Holiday, which was true at that point, but now this is well, he keeps surpassing it. Dude. Surpassing. With that being said, so go check out the uh, sports history we did from April sixth through the thirteenth. Just got that be uh, last Wednesday's episode two days ago. If you're listening to this now on the day that it's recorded, yeah, other than that, yeah. it was released April seventh. So there's, go check that there's out. Always, there's always the Warch Alongs in there. We got Warch Alongs coming up. We got 56, 57, 58, 59 recorded in the books, ready to be released at any time. You never know. There we are. Uh, we also got... What's the next one? What's, 57. Which one is our release right now? 56, I think. 56. Yeah, we, went, we went... uh. We, we, we got four we haven't released yet. Let's put it that way. So we got that. We also got a concept of uh, this day in music history because sports history is about to end. So we're not really sure if we're going to do that yet, talk, but it's a thing and it's done. Talks from the producers of a, another Michigan sports fan, but maybe in, well, a, in a new direction. We'll see. We also got some uh, other... A reboot. A reboot of a Michigan sports fan. Yeah. Try to figure it out. We also got some other podcast ideas that are being floated around. And you, you know how we know that? Because it says it on the left of the screen. It sure does. <laughs> um, so you guys might be uh, hearing uh, us announce a new show coming soon. So with that being said, you already know where to find us, mouthymichiganders.podbean.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, every fucking where else you get your podcast. Fox, NBC, said. CBS, ESPN. No, we don't go on fake networks. We don't go on fake news networks. But we are the real, real Multi Michiganders with Big Day!